Thank you so much uh, for joining us today. I just have been reminded this morning how I take it for granted that we're going to be able to meet on Sunday. And uh, now it looks like it's just going to be one week at a time. We're going to see how this goes. Bridge Kids, thank you for joining us. You are dismissed. As Lee mentioned, we're going to have a focus on Scripture, and we're also going to have a time of prayer. Who thought that last Sunday, today would be declared a National Day of Prayer? And here we are. Christians have faced pandemic situations throughout history. One of the worst times is, was from 249 to 262 AD when it swept through the Roman Empire. It had a huge impact on food production of that day and a major impact on the Roman army. At its peak, it was said that 5,000 people a day were dying in the city of Rome. We can only speculate what the cause of that plague was. Some have thought it was smallpox. Some thought it was some strain of influenza. Some have thought it was something like the Ebola virus. We just will never know. There were a handful of eyewitness accounts that report that there was a different approach on the part of Christians and non-Christians. The non-Christians had a tendency to remove their family members or loved ones as they were dying, and they put them out in the streets for fear of their own lives and for their own protection and, and protection and wanting to stay away from the disease. The Christians had a totally different response. They rescued people from the streets and cared for them and served them as they were dying. Um, it had a huge impact on uh, the Roman Empire. It has been said that the Christians stunned the unbelieving world with their acts of service in two ways. First, their love and care for one another. Brothers and sisters in Christ and helping out each other go through this very awful situation. Second, their sacrificial serving dying, the dying of non-Christians and coming alongside and loving them and helping to meet their needs. And it resulted in a huge number of conversions to Christ um, from those who survived the uh, outbreak. Pandemics are not new for Jesus' church. Here we are in the 21st century. We learned back in December, and this thing kind of developed slow, but it kind of developed fast. Back in December, there was this virus. We weren't even sure what to, you know, we were told. Most of us probably couldn't repeat it. And then it just kept coming, and we kept learning more information about it. And we learned that it was called the coronavirus, also COVID-19. And here we are, tomorrow our schools are shut down. Never happened before in the entire state like this. Uh, all major gatherings have been canceled. Our governor has asked that anything over 250, uh, that, they, that groups not meet that are that large. Now there's a big difference today than there was in the third century when it comes to containing the spread of a virus like that. 
we know a whole lot more about containing the spread of a virus. Um, it's, it's, uh, and today we're, go- we're going to um, we're gonna focus on the most powerful resource that we have, and it's way more powerful than any other resource. We're going to be focusing on prayer uh, today. Now, to begin, I'm gonna, I-, I just want to run through some scripture for us, because this is I find that being reminded about some of the basic things, things that I, it's not new to me, not new to you, but to be reminded about who God is and how to navigate sometimes uh, when, when things get a little bit crazy. So this is kind of a blast from the book of Psalms first. Psalm 121, verses 1 and 2. And um, the psalmist writes, I lift my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. That's where we start. That's where our ultimate help comes from. He's the creator. He's the all-knowing one. There are no surprises to him. Uh, Psalm of David, Psalm 23, verses 1 through 4, one of the best-known passages in all the Bible. It's probably the best-known in the Old Testament. And David writes, the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing He makes me lie down in green pastures, and he leads me besides quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. He guides me along the rightful paths for his name's sake. David, it says, God is our shepherd. God is the one who is leading. Uh, Back to verses 1 through 3. God is the one who is leading us. God is the one who provides for us. Uh, He takes us up to a a place where we can rest in the midst of high stress. Uh, He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. Uh, Like getting a drink of cold water in the middle of the desert. Um, And um, he guides me. He guides my steps one day at a time, one step at a time. And then verse 4, the last verse, even though I walk through the darkest valley and And you know that some passages say the valley of death. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, whatever that valley is, I will fear no evil. Why? Because you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. The presence of God is a comfort to David. So, are we in a dark valley? Maybe. You might be in a dark valley because of your situation. I don't know what your situation is. There are hard circumstances in life. Um, David reminds us that we can count um, on the one who leads us through that valley. Psalm 27, verse 1, David writes, The Lord is my light and my salvation, Whom shall I fear? That's a good question. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? God is our strength. God is our safe place. And we we turn to Him. That's the first place. Uh, 
Uh, Psalm 34, verse 4. David writes, I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. So David, in the midst of um, some really difficult circumstances, turns to God and he uh, seeks God's help and God answers and delivers him from fear. Now, he didn't say he delivered him from all my problems. Jesus said, in this world, you'll have trouble. But he did deliver him from fear. And sometimes some of the stuff that we have going on on the inside is the hardest battle, whether it's dealing with our stress or anxiety or worry or fear. Another well-known passage is Psalm 46, verses 1 through 3. David says, God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. That's right now. Ever-present now in times of trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. Though the earth give way and the mountains fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam and the mountains quake with their surging. You know, I don't know that David had to go through that, but he's just saying, you know, no matter how bad of crisis that we face, God is going to be our refuge, the place we turn. God is going to be the strength. He's going to be the one who enables us. And we can count on him for his ever-present help, always. Psalm 86 Verse 11, the psalmist says, Teach me your way, Lord, that I may rely on your faithfulness. Give me an undivided heart that I may fear your name. We've been, we've been tracing along this word fear in the book of Psalms, and now we, we get a change. Instead of fearing circumstances, it's about fearing God. It's about fearing the Lord. And the psalmist has a prayer here, and he asks God to teach him, instruct me, Lord, that I may turn to you, that that I might rely on you because of your faithfulness. Give me an undivided heart, because sometimes my heart is divided. I want to do this, and I want to do this, and I'm I have this tension. Give me an undivided heart, so that I will fear your name. And that's a good fear. It's not being afraid that you're going to be hurt and something bad's going to happen. It's about ultimate respect for who God is and what he's done for us. That he's an awesome God, that he's a holy God, that he's a righteous God, that he's totally just, that he's a God of love, that he's a God of mercy, that he's a God of grace. And our response should be one of humility one of thanksgiving, and one of praise. Psalm 103, verse 17. But from everlasting to everlasting, the Lord's love is with those who fear Him and His righteousness with their children's children. From everlasting, God's love is with those who fear Him, who honor Him, who love Him. God shows favoritism to people who fear him, and it extends to their family as well. Psalm 111, verse 10. 
The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All who follow his precepts have good understanding. To him, that is to God, belong eternal praise. The beginning, uh, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Now, we need to be wise about the coronavirus. And we need to pay attention to those who are smarter than us. And we need to be told to wash our hands for 20 seconds. I'm working on the 20 seconds. You know, we need to be reminded that close proximity is one of the reasons that viruses spread. And so thinking about proximity, uh, thinking about covering our mouth uh, when we sneeze or when we cough. You know, we need to, to listen to people who know, and we need to practice that wisdom. We need to stay home when you're sick. Now, I was raised that tough people go to work and go to school when they're sick, and so I did. Um, but that's not good advice anymore. It's kind of, it's more in the area of foolishness. Um, we need to think about uh, the little things like shaking hands, you know, um, that I'm old school, that's going to be hard, I'm going to be tempted to shake your hand and you can just shun me because <laughs> that's just kind of a natural instinct. You know, people already think I'm unfriendly and if I don't, <laughs> if I don't shake hands, they're going to really think I'm unfriendly. Um, so we need, to, we need wisdom, but the best wisdom starts in our relationship with God. It was really um, pounded into me how important shaking hands like a man was. And I remember once that I, when somebody held out their hand, I had gloves on and I went to shake hands with, my dad, uh, with, uh, with a man and my dad corrected me right on the spot. Men take off their gloves when they shake hands. So I learned to do that. And another time I shook hands with somebody and, you know, it was a wimpy handshake. And they, they stopped and instructed me that men don't shake hands like that. So I, I'm going to have to be schooled in this. Um, to him belongs eternal praise. And so our response is to live our lives with gratitude and a response of love back to him, to fear him, to trust him, to have a profound respect for our God, because He is good, He is pure, He is all wise, and He loves us. To Isaiah, the prophet, Isaiah 41, verse 10, So do not fear, for I am with you, God says. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Does that encourage you? You know, just you read through Scripture and God so wants to be there for us. And He wants us to, you know, He, he didn't say life wouldn't be tough or your life wouldn't be hard or you wouldn't experience pain, but He did say, I will go through it with you. I will walk with you when you face fear. And I can even give you peace 
in the middle of it. Um, Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3. Isaiah says, You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. That's a faith issue. It's about trusting in what God has said. It's about trusting in his character. It's about believing his promises. And God says, I will keep you in perfect peace. A peace that we learn from Paul, the Apostle Paul, surpasses all understanding. Isaiah 33, verse 6. He will be the sure foundation for your times. That's for us. As for now, he is a sure foundation for our times. Look at this, a rich store of salvation. How will God use this period of history for people to come to faith in Jesus Christ? He has done that throughout every major thing I've experienced in the church. When my sermon series got interrupted for different things, for earthquakes and tornadoes and for wars and for 9-11. All of a sudden, our world was changed. We had to go into a different mode of ministry, and God continued to work, and people came to faith during those times. Not only here, but that'll happen around the world. And we can pray for God to, to do those things. He's a rich store of salvation and wisdom and knowledge, the fear of the Lord is the key to this treasure. Reminder from Jesus, Matthew 6, verses 33 and 34. A passage we've seen many times, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. And you know what? Nothing's changed. Our mission has not changed. It's still about his kingdom it's still about seeking his kingdom first, his advancing his kingdom. It's still about the gospel. It's still about helping people connect with God and developing them into fully devoted followers of Christ. Nothing has changed. God has not changed. Our role has not changed. And then he says, therefore, do not worry about tomorrow for for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. So we can do this one day at a time. Each day seems to be a little bit different, doesn't it? Now, I'm hoping that we're here next week, just like this. And I was going when to, we, when we started this morning, I was going to say, I wish some of you guys had come forward, so we, but I know you need social distance. But if you'll come next week, that would be awesome. If something changes, we'll let you know if we need to cancel, if we need to, you know, we're, we're trying to get ready to be online, if that's what we need to do. Uh, but we're going to take it one day at a time, one week at a time, and each day has enough things to solve as we go. Um, as soon as this started to change this week. It just in the last seven days, the last 10 days, this thing's just kept ramping up. And then we started communicating as our leadership team on what are the things we need to do and um, how should we address this. And, and it just each day it changed. And tonight we're going to meet, uh, our leadership team is going to meet, and, and uh, we've been uh, seeking coaching from uh, one of our docs, uh, from, from Dr. Bill Cayley. 
And he's going to be there tonight. We're going to be talking about things in the future and just continuing to be wise on our part. And that brings us to our last passage, and that's Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. It's one that most of you know quite well. Do not be anxious about anything. So don't be anxious. It's easy to say, isn't it? Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And so uh, Paul reminds us here that when we experience anxiety, and we all will, and when we face worry, and we all will, that's a tip-off. It's like a, a warning light on your spiritual dashboard saying, okay, turn to, turn to God, remember to bring this to God in prayer, every situation, every circumstance, take it to God, present your request to God, and that means to be specific, to mention it in detail. What is it that you want God to do? Be specific to him and, and bring it to him. And Paul gives this promise, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding. It's not, it's not reasonable. It's not rational. We can't explain it with facts. It's a spiritual experience, and it is real peace in your inner world. Your outer world can be chaos. Those Christians in the third century lived in a world of chaos. People were dying in the streets. There were dead bodies in the streets. Food shortage. Their family members were dying. And uh, those who witnessed this recorded people dying with smiles on their face, with joy in their heart when they served God. We're a long way from that. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds. You think it's like a, the, the word picture here is like a Roman sentinel guarding, on guard. And it's like circling your life, protecting you from worry. Peace, which transcends all understanding. So, today's the National Day of Prayer. And we want to focus on a time of prayer. And so I've asked three of our elders to join me in leading in prayer today. It's Kevin Keppen, Rudy Carlson, and Luke Jordy are going to um, join me and lead, lead in prayer. So uh, Kevin's going to be first. Thank you, Jerry, for lifting our eyes to the Word and reminding us of who God is. Yeah, so I get the privilege of uh, kicking us off here and just invite you guys to join with me as we pray. Well, Heavenly Father, uh, we do thank you that we can approach your grace, your throne of grace, with confidence and find help in our time of need. Lord, thank you that you care for us as your children. Um, yeah, Lord, and I'm thankful just for the opportunity to pray on behalf of the church and for uh, local expression of the church for specifically those in the university, uh, those in our schools, uh, those that are um, experiencing difficult circumstances, Jesus. Um, as we think of uh, people in the universities, as we think of people in our schools, I know there's many here uh, today that are in those places whose lives are affected in a lot of ways with school canceled, with uh, sporting events or extracurriculars act activities canceled. And 
yeah, Lord, just thinking of all the time and money invested in those things, um, the excitement and the passion for those things that isn't going to be get to be realized this semester. I don't know if there's loss for people in those things, Jesus, and help. We pray that you'd help us to empathize with and grieve well with the people in our church and our community that are experiencing loss in those ways. Though maybe at, at times it may seem small to us, um, Lord, know that it can be significant for some people. Um, and yeah, even as I think of that too, Jesus, I think of how much our culture uh, puts value and worth on that and how we're tempted often to put value and worth into our education, into our jobs, into our sports, uh, into our, our fun things, Jesus. But I think this is a great reminder. Um, as Lee prayed earlier and as uh, we reminded as we go, went through Scripture, Lord, that uh, it's about seeking your kingdom first. Um, it's about storing up treasures in heaven where moth and rust don't destroy and where thieves don't break in and steal. I pray that you'd help uh, this time to be a, a time where people are reminded of that, Jesus, of the temporalness of this life and uh, that the things of this world don't fully satisfy, Jesus, that you do. Um, and as we think of the people who are going through hard circumstances, Jesus, the, the young, the elderly, uh, those that are um, under-resourced or that have weakened immune systems that could be more susceptible to sickness in this time. Jesus, we pray for your protection. We pray for wisdom for us that we could take precautions even though it, it seems like maybe we have, we're not in that boat. Jesus, pray that you'd help us to serve um, and to take precautions to care for other people that may be in those places, in our families, in our communities. Um, we pray for protection uh, that you would be in our midst, Jesus, that we would see that, that we'd experience that, and that we'd be a, a light to the world in light of those things. Um, I think of what your word says, Jesus, that you're close to the brokenhearted and you save those who are crushed in spirit. Um, I, I just love, yeah, Jesus, or Jerry's reminder um, this morning uh, about what the Christians did who represented you um, back in the day, and they loved and they served those who were, uh, others counted off as um, not worthy of their time or their um, their lives, Jesus, but you didn't do that. You didn't call us to that. You called us to serve and to love people in those circumstances. So we pray, Lord, that you'd help us um, to do that well, to represent you well, to make the most of this opportunity that you have us in. I'm going to pass it off to Rudy. Father God, we just, we lift up our leaders um, our leaders that we've uh, selected for government, uh, that they would lead with wisdom, uh, Lord, that they would feel your guidance uh, upon their hearts and they would be compelled to follow it. Uh, Lord, that they would just, that they would look to you for guidance. Um, Lord, we also ask that, uh, that they would feel uh, compelled to lay down uh, division and differences, uh, that our leadership would seek unity and, and just look to help each other. Um, Lord, that our leadership would be mindful of opportunities to help other nations where we can. Um, Lord, would you bless our leaders with extraordinary foresight and clarity in how best uh, to lead through these times? Lord, for our leaders, would you protect their health and well-being, uh, that they would be able to shoulder the burden um, of leading Lord, for our leaders that do not currently know you, uh, would you help them uh, just experience you, that they would be so impacted by your goodness and faithfulness uh, and the response of your people uh, that they would come to follow you? 
Lord, we ask that, that you would uh, enable them to lead with calm and peace. And Lord, for us, would you, uh, would you remind us that while we look to our leaders uh, uh, to lead, that, um, that our trust, that our faith is ultimately in you alone. Lord, we lift up our medical community. Um, Lord, we ask that they would serve under a supernatural umbrella of your protection, um, that they would not feel, be, feel dragged back by fear. Lord, that they would be blessed with physical energy to endure and insight to best treat patients. Lord, we ask for our medical community that they would have their eyes open to seeing Jesus at work, uh, that those who already know you would find their faith strengthened, and that those who do not yet know you would come to that faith. Lord, you would, would you just bless them with reserves of energy, patience, peace, and calm beyond what they think is possible. And Lord, those that serve in research and manufacturing, would, would you guide them to unlock their secrets for cures and vaccines? Lord, for all of us, uh, for any of us who might feel that, that pull towards fear and anxiety. Would you pour out your spirit across our land, across all the lands, that we would all have our hearts calmed? Lord, would you help all people, uh, those who know you, uh, to rest on the knowledge of your goodness and faithfulness and sovereignty, and that those who do not yet know you, uh, to come to that, that they would be able to rest in you that our church would not close inward, but rather we would have a kingdom view, our eyes would see need, our ears would hear cries, that our hearts would be moved to respond as you would move us to help our neighbors to meet needs and to share hope in you. Lord, would you help our church universal to respond in such a way so obviously moved by your spirit that many thousands would rush to you Lord, we ask you to bind those evil spirits that would seek to sow confusion and that instead your spirit would flow amongst us and direct our response. Lord, would you remind us, direct us, that our focus is to be completely and fully upon you. Lord, I first of all just want to praise you for who you are. Um, you have not changed in the past weeks and months. You remain constant. And Lord, I just praise you for your goodness. I praise you for your faithfulness. I thank you for the um, forgiveness that you give us on a daily basis, Lord. Lord, I, I do pray, Lord, for the just financial implications of this virus. Um, Lord, there's already many uh, who are unable to work uh, um, with shutdowns and, Lord, even just the financial implications of the, of the stock market. I know there's many who's already lost a lot of money in the stock market. Um, the economic um, drivers, such as sports shows and TV shows that are being shut down, Lord, 
Um, there's a lot of uncertainty that could easily drive uh, fear uh, in the financial arena. And Lord, I just, I just pray against that fear. And Lord, we, we know that you are in control and we know that you are not surprised about any of this. Um, Jesus, you said in Matthew chapter 10 that um, are not two sparrows sold for a penny, yet not one of them falls to the ground outside of your father's care. And even the very hairs of your head are all numbered, so don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. Lord, you, you care for us so much. There's nothing that surprise, surprises you that happens to us. And so, Lord, uh, specifically in the financial arena, Lord, I just pray that, um, that we would learn again to just dwell on you and to trust in you, to trust in, in your provision and not on our own um, which ironically hasn't changed at all, or it's not, we're not living because we go to work. We're, we're living and, and, and have money to buy food because you provide for us, not, not for anything that we do. Lord, just remind us of that and allow us to, to rest in that, that you are in control and you are the provider. Lord, I also just pray for our church uh, locally here, the bridge. Lord, I pray that you would open our eyes to different areas that we can uh, serve you and serve our community. Lord, I don't even know what that, what that is or what that means, but Lord, I pray that, that through this, that we would be able to have an eternal impact uh, through your power in our community. Lord, I pray that um, many would come to know you uh, specifically in Eau Claire, and Lord, I also pray for the global church. Lord, I pray that, that we would be able to serve those who need it, uh, w whether that's physical or spiritual needs, in such a way and with such love, Lord, uh, um, that, that would just impress them and, and show them your characteristics, show them you. Um, Lord, I pray that you would, um, would uh, take away any fear that, that we may have in our hearts to serve other people. Lord, I pray that we would be able to do that easily uh, with your power, Lord. You are all-powerful, and, and we, again, just trust in that. And Lord, I, I just pray that through this, uh, as Rudy said, Lord, that, that there would be thousands and thousands who just flock to you. Lord, we love you so much, and, and we thank you for the opportunity to serve uh, in your name. And Father, as we uh, continue to uh, speak to you, we, I want to pray especially for the Bridge family today. I'm so thankful we have uh, a strong um, medical community in our church. Um, those who are nurses, doctors, um, and uh, as they serve God, we just ask uh, for your protection on them, that your endurance, uh, that you would bless them with good health. And um, may we encourage them as, uh, as they serve. Um, Father, for our Bridge family, as we have um, uh, several people who have um, a weakened uh, autoimmune system, um, people with cancer, uh, and um, uh, other health issues that are, are faced at the bridge. And I just ask God for your protection. I ask that you'll watch over each of these people and uh, just continue to preserve their health. 
Um, I pray for um, our families at the bridge as there will be no school this next week and for the weeks to come in the near future and how that's going to affect families at home and and uh, just the uh, there'll be situations where right now there there isn't somebody to watch the kids or um, the daycare situation may change and there's just a lot of things that are coming and we just pray God for safety and protection for our families Pray for wisdom for parents as they have to make decisions. We pray, God, that um, as people trust you, as, as kids learn to trust you from their parents, that there will be uh, um, peace and uh, patience in, in homes, and that even through this we'll grow as people as we trust you um, when our circumstances are, are different. Um, Father, I want to pray for, um, for us to have resilience as, in we, as we walk into the future, that we'll have staying power, that we will represent you. And then, God, I just want to present all these requests to you in the name of Jesus, our Lord, the Creator God, the Lord of lords, the King of kings, that great shepherd who laid down his life for the sheep, that great physician, the Holy One, the Anointed One, the One who made the way of our salvation, the author and, and pioneer of our faith, our advocate who sits at the right hand of God the Father, Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Amen. Thank you. I want to read from uh, Ephesians chapter 3 as we close our service this morning. Um, the Apostle Paul writes these words, For this reason I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ, and to know that this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than we ask or imagine, according to his great power that is at work within us. To him be the glory in the church, in Christ Jesus, throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Thanks for coming this morning to the bridge. And um, if you have questions or suggestions as we continued into, continue into this uncharted territory, please let us know. Thanks for being here. We're dismissed.